I'm Charlie Rossiter, and this is Poetry Spoken Here. Our feature today is Andrea Sanderson. She is in San Antonio, Texas, and she has been performing for over 20 years. She is the, as of March 18th, she assembled and produced an all-woman's cast for a sold-out theater show, The Bad Mama Jamma Mixtape, A Woman's Soundtrack to Life. And her first book, entitled She Lives in Music, was just published by Flower Song Press earlier this year. And she has an album. She does music. She Tastes Like Music is available wherever you go to stream your music. And as of April the 1st, this year, she became the first African-American Poet Laureate of San Antonio, and she's going to be that for three years. And people sometimes ask us, where do you get the poets for this podcast sitting in Bennington, Vermont? And well, one of the interesting ways is the way we found Andrea. She uh, had an article about her from a news outlet in San Antonio. And it said this, and this is why we wanted to get her on the show. San Antonio's Poet Laureate leaves messages of love and hope on city streets. So Andrea, I'm so glad you're here. And uh, tell me what, tell everybody what that means. Leave love and hope on city streets. (laughs) So similar to how there have been a lot of people popping up in Sacramento, DC, even Laredo, Texas, writing, uh, painting on the streets rather, messages regarding Black Lives Matter or defund the police or whatever their uh, form of protest or messages they want to send. Instead of doing that in San Antonio, we decided to around a a very historical park called Travis Park in downtown San Antonio. We painted three streets. So the the poetry makes a U around the park and it's my words. Jubilant and exuberant is the melanin of our skin from despair. We have arisen. And so uh, we wanted to speak to people who have ever been discriminated upon based on the color of their skin. We all have melanin in our skin. And I think it's very interesting, minus, you know, people that are albino. Um, people were like, that's such a racist mural. How could we allow that? And I'm like, it's not racist. We all have melanin, people. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so if you've ever been, dis- maybe, you've been, maybe you're white and you've been discriminated against because of the color of your skin. We all have been at some point, probably. And so because of that, I wanted to send a message of upliftment to let people know you have already arisen. You're not in a, even if, if someone is trying to oppress you, even though, even, even if you've gone through something, you can rise above all of that. All right. And it's out there now, right? It's on the streets. Right. And it, it'll probably fade out over time. I mean, people are driving on it every day. Sure. And maybe by January, hopefully. It's it's scheduled to stay till January. But uh, Centro de Artes, which is the art gallery that funded the project, they have a, a campaign or a project ongoing initiative called Art Everywhere. And the purpose is to beautify the downtown area of San Antonio and urban areas of our city with art. Um, and public art installations. And so this was a part of one of their projects that that they took on um, a lady named Andy Rodriguez or Andrea Rodriguez, two Andreas came together and uh, about 20 volunteers and got it done. All right. Will there be other things with with words in them from this project, do you know? Other poems or something? 
I believe that there will probably be other murals probably on walls versus the street itself. Mm. Um, I know there, they got a lot of pushback from community when we decided to do this. Um, it was pretty radical to tell people that you've arisen from despair, apparently. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I think it, it, it just speaks to the times that we're in. People will find a way to get upset about anything, even if you're speaking in love, even if you're trying to uplift people. Apparently, that some people don't want other people to be uplifted or to walk in love. So, you, yeah, you got it. Would you recite it again? Just, sure. I think it'd be helpful. Short things like that are good to hear again. Absolutely. Jubilant and exuberant is the melanin of our skin. From despair, we have arisen. There you go. So reminds me of Lucille Clifton. Uh, a little that's, bit. That's, yeah, that's it's wonderful. Yeah, it's wonderful because it's it's right there. And like poetry, it's just right there, succinct and wham. Absolutely. Um, it's it kind of when writing it, it, I thought about the Emancipation Proclamation. I thought about uh, how in in the South we celebrate Juneteenth, and the mm -hmm. idea of it took a while for the news to travel to the South that African-Americans had been freed from slavery. And so in this same spirit, I'm echoing these ideas. Hey, you've already been set free and whoever you are, it's time to get up from this place. Even in the midst of a pandemic, we can figure out a way to keep our momentum to not let it take us out because we still have to keep living. We have to more than survive. We need to learn how to thrive in times of adversity. And it takes a while. Are there any other of these public kind of projects you're in doing right now? I do a lot of different things, but this is a, the first of this kind. Yeah. I'm working with um, a project. We are going through a rebranding process to, to help other muralists put out some really pretty murals. And I'm going to be getting other poets involved so that their words can go on the walls. This wasn't even a part of my legacy project because as a poet laureate of San Antonio, we have to have one initiative that the city funds and pushes for us to do. Mm. This isn't actually my project. This is just an additional project that came up. But um, I'm working on several things. I am, it's, we're about to come upon the 100th anniversary of women's suffrage right. for the 19th amendment. And uh, I was asked by the mayor's wife, her name is Erica, Erica Nuremberg, and she asked me uh, to write a song and a poem kind of vibe. I guess it's gonna, it's, a, mm -hmm. it's, it's packaged in a song, but it's really a poem about women's suffrage. And uh, we're having an event next week. And so I'm really excited about putting that out. I'm gonna be working with my friend, Allison Alonzo to uh, do that. I've already laid down my, my vocals for that. and. We're going to go back in the studio on Saturday and finish off the song and get it ready so that we can celebrate the idea of women coming out and being able to vote. And there was so much um, terrible things that women went through uh, mm. in trying to gain this right to vote, being in prison, being beaten, being, you know, mobs of people, you know, mm. just treating them very terribly yeah. and just so women can vote. And so women, we need to know that this happened, that there were women that fought and bled for us to have this right and we need to be at the polls. Super, that's great. It's great that you're out there doing these things. You know, there are various kinds of poets and some of them are like you, who not only write their poems, but go out into the world and make sure that people know about the poems and, and also address real issues of the times. Right, activism is, is still alive and well. And our protest has to, 
I think poets and griots have always spoke to this idea of, you know, uh, we usually associate that with East Coast poets, um, you know, coming out and, and speaking in protest of things, but all over the United States and other countries, you know, poets have always kind of been at the pulse of any movement speaking and dictating, whether it be through songs and lyrics or whether it be through poetry itself and adding the element of performance and spoken word to it, I think is always um, eye-catching, ear-catching and engaging, you know? Yeah, that always, I find it boosts up a rally when somebody gets up and does a song or a poem or two, right. you know, between the speeches, when it's that kind of a rally. Anyway, well, why don't we hear one of your poems? And then sure. we'll get back to uh, talking about your life and poetry. Okay, I'm gonna read you out of my book. I'm gonna go to page 60 in my book. And there's a poem called Ask the River. I think it speaks to the identity of myself and my city a little bit. Um, it's a little pastoral, a little bit of pastoral in nature. Um, but I live in a city that is known affectionately as the River City. Or, and I mean, some people call us the Alamo City. Some people are from, if you're from here, you might be called the River City, but um, there's a river, the San Antonio River runs through our city and it's a confluence of several rivers that came together to create our river. And um, this piece kind of speaks to my identity um, around that. And there's singing involved. So this poem's about, it's about two minutes to perform this. <laughs> I spoke to the river I had so much to say and I talked to the river she answered me in ways I once asked the water do you recognize me my whole body a river, frame that flows and ripples deep within, coursing to currents of beauty, liquid hearth, gurgling with inseparable droplets, always inviting, my entire habitat encompassing, salted and fresh, full and rushing with life, never damned or receding and certainly never stagnant, my movement a fluid feminine rhythm trickling or hasty through valleys and mountains i wind i am no pond yet at times i resemble an ocean i once asked the water do you recognize me i sat still waited for an answer all i saw was my reflection in the flux and waves all right all right. Lovely, lovely tribute. Thank you. Yeah. Are you, uh, now I don't know, you sent me a few poems, so I don't know your work extensively is, um, what, what are your primary themes, could I say, or something like that? It's kind of, um, what strikes you or the impetus for poems, whatever. You what, know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. A lot of my, my poems come from great conversations uh talking to friends and something they say will kind of trigger and like a, i guess an epiphany of, of thought and I, I like to do a lot of metaphor based poems um 
but I mean, I, this book in particular talks about identity and identity through music celebration of musicians. I found that over my, over the past, um, I guess 10 years at least, I've written a lot of poems based on the idea of music and musicians uh, stemming from uh, jazz music because my dad is a, a DJ and his primary um, genre that he likes is smooth jazz. I know that's not what people, not what I talk about a lot. I talk about, you know, the classic forms of jazz, you know, mm -hmm. from uh, Thelonious and Right. And, and Monk, people like Mingus, that and, whatever those guys exactly so yeah. exactly the classics so i have a lot of poems yeah the classics the good the good stuff the foundational stuff so um the harlem renaissance was a big inspiration for me uh i love that era of um of american history uh and so you know people like langston and writers of that time they wrote zora neale hurston people like that they wrote some amazing amazing work and um <clears throat> i love it's inspired by jazz the very rhythmic stuff the improvisational mm -hmm. moments the riffing the use of language just kind of playing with it and you know not speaking your standard american english uh <laughs> you know just kind of drawing from that yeah yeah it would be, it would be great to have a conversation with langston hughes about music Wouldn't and poetry he? oh my god you know we thought about the, it so much Absolutely. And just the harmony and the balance of it all. Um, just to, I would have loved to have gone to some speakeasies and sat in and, and listened, you know, during that era where so many things that we take for granted, well, we were taking for granted before the pandemic, like, you know, the idea of being able to go and have a drink and listen to some good music at a bar, even in that, at that time, it was being restricted, it was being frowned upon, it was illegal to do some of the things that we took, took for leisure um, come before this season started, you know. Well, you, you make me flash on the idea that music often runs into uh, obstacles. Thinking about in the, in the really old days, you know, like down south where blues was the devil's music. Absolutely. Kind of thing. I read something where they said preachers like to preach that because the men would go out Saturday night and then in the morning just be the wives there and the guys would be home hungover. This may be completely false, but that's what this guy said. It made some sense. And, you know, they really didn't like that. So when they just tried to tell everybody that blues is the devil's music, stay away from it, you know. But anyway, yeah, it's very cool um, to to think about how spirit influences us, and we we reference spirit. My spirituality stems from you know Christianity. That's that's what I grew up practicing and what I still practice. Um, and so I speak a lot of references of 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 the gospels and mm -hmm. psalms and things of that nature in my work. And I feel like whenever you start speaking about the spirit realm, infusing it with the idea of art, it gets very enchanting for, for people and it draws them even further into what you're doing um, to get, get into that, that space, so. Yeah. Well, one of the poems you sent me uh, was about Prince. I do have that poem handy. If you well, that's kind of nice to hear it from your voice, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, I will, this, this kind of, this opens up my book. It's called Electric Rain. Um, when I wrote it, it was right after he passed. Um, I wrote this piece for him in dedication. And then around that time frame, I got to do a performance at 
one of the biggest performance places in San Antonio, uh, the Tobin Center. And I worked with uh, the youth in San Antonio. There was a lot of artists. Um, gosh, I would say at least 10 to 15 bands came together and we celebrated Prince and we did the Purple Rain album um, live with the orchestra. You know, they did some composing of his music. It was really cool. Wow. You can find this stuff online. Um, the, just look up Youth Orchestra, San Antonio Prince, or Yosa. You can put in Y-O-S-A, Yosa, Prince, Prince Tribute, and it'll come up of all our different performances. My band got I Will Die For You. Um, it was really fun to sing that song, but yeah. during that time, I was reflecting a lot on Prince and his life and his legacy, and he means so much to the roots of, of, of what rock became and evolved into from, and there's a lot of artists, even in R&B and soul music, that use a lot of what Prince did, because his, his musicianship and his craft were just excellent and exquisite at all times. So this piece. <clears throat> Electric heat poured out on pandemonium at full capacity. A high octave trill tolls over a stadium of adoration. The artist salaciously licks his guitar strings with tantric fingers and tongue, teasing the room till hypnosis occurs. A low, feline purr follows as slender hips swivel with the magnetic pulse of the band. His petite body becomes a paintbrush. He thrusts wet bristles onto the canvas, a feverish stroke that slathers the soul in tertiary color. We all become a part of this masterpiece he is creating. Nothing escapes his touch. Nothing escapes his gaze. His voice navigates the air like a ship in calm waters. We are drowning in the leagues of his deep immersed in a satisfaction so sensual we are billowing timeless lyrics that transport us out of body intergalactic each note a dove released into a chorus that surrounds us the energy of connection penetrates the atmosphere and we are tuned just like his guitar we hum with this lavish vibration being swept away into a surreal feeling living in the moment because we've become seduced into surrender. We want the seduction of this symphonic rapture. We climb the walls for you. You give us every genre. You quench our thirst with a crushed velvet mysterious caress. You tuck passion underneath our skin and we perspire it. We let go with you because you've channeled freedom into the chords of your music. We are your beautiful ones, adorned with your purple rain royalty. Sweet Prince. Uh, yeah, that's really nice. Thank what you. What was it? Uh, stadium of Adoration. Yeah, the Stadium <laughs> of Adoration. We, I just feel like you have to be captivated. You will be, and you want to. It's some things, you know, when you, okay, so I call it social currency. When you go into a performance space, the audience has nothing to pay you but their attention. That they're giving you their attention. That's they're they're paying that to you. And as the artist, you have to do something with it. You have to give them back your energy, and it becomes this reciprocal process, this reciprocity of sharing energy between the artist and the audience. And when Prince takes the stage, it's an 
ex, uh, overwhelming to the senses because he engages you on every level. It's it's more than 3D. And, uh, you know, that's what that piece is about. Yeah. I had a friend who lived in Milwaukee who used to drive up to Minneapolis, which is like about a seven-hour drive. Ooh. And she was like one of the heavy groupies and, you know, got to see some really interesting performances. Uh, and, yeah, it's definitely mesmerizing. Yeah. I'm probably no other word for it. Well, your words are good for it. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to, I tried, but it may yeah. not even, it doesn't do him justice. I mean, he, he, the, the greatest artists of our time, I mean, it doesn't matter how old or young you are, when you hear their music, you remember it, it, it leaves such an impression on you. And um, I think even though he had some very adult subject matter, he also had some songs that, you know, you could show your, your the little ones and they'll be like, <laughs> Wow. Yeah. No question about it. The guy was a master. Well, let's hear another poem. We were, you're such a good talker and I like talking to you so much that we, we got time for one more. Okay. <laughs> so I'll try to great. give you a short one. And no, not... it doesn't have to be short. Yeah. I like the thing you were saying about the energy transfer. Yeah, that, that's, that's actually true with poetry too. It you is, know, I mean, you owe the audience a little something. They showed up and you chose to get up front. So that's why you don't mumble in your book. Well, you know that. Yeah. So I'm going to give you a piece called Beautiful Creation. Um, and it kind of speaks to this idea of, of our oneness as human beings. Um, my friends, MC Squared, they had an album that they put out called Soul Physics. And they asked me to open up their album with a piece. And it took me several months of thinking and thinking. And then finally, I was like, I need to stop thinking and start thinking about um, just let go and stop overthinking it. And I'm like, music has a vibration to it. Sound waves, they have a vibration. And you know, the frequency and the tone and the pitch of our voice, it kind of draws people in. Some people have annoying sounding speaking voices and you don't want everyone to hear them talk. And then there's some people who sound good, you know, and the music sounds good, you know. So I was thinking about the music of our voices and, and then not more than that, the music of our bodies, how we carry resonance within, within ourselves as human beings. Um, so beautiful creation. I attune to 432 megahertz, create God's work in a kente skirt, blurt out truth to attract virtue. The composition of intuition seeks harmony in the prism of blue. I'm trying to feel the vibe from you based on your resonance. Let love proceed from me and establish precedence. It's truly a gift to be present, unwrapping my frequency in real time, fully aligned, becoming aware, giving thread to this tapestry, shedding my soul and my light bare. We can share the best parts of our art when we care. Kiss the concentrated self, feel the trembling there. Let the negativity crumble. I do not digress. I use every breath to needle press this spooling material into substance. Every particle of my subtent supports the arc in my wavelength, giving strength to my vibration. Fortify the fibers of my soul physics, examine it. Ain't that a beautiful creation? We are all just oxygenated, oxygenated vessels, couriers of electricity and impulse. Our heart rate pulsates to the rhythm of respirations, palpitating. We are all breathing the same air waves. 
particles of energy. We are all taking in the same sun rays that sustain light, absorbing light. Let the magnetism draw you in. Float to me like hydrogen, like electrons orbiting, cosmic as a space station. And again, I ask you, ain't that a beautiful creation? A beautiful creation. Oh, yeah. That's lovely. Thank it's you. always fun to talk to people who deal with more than one art form, I find. Because now right there, you're talking about creation, which applies to all the art forms. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, well, this has been really great. I'm so glad you could fit this into your schedule because I know you have a lot of stuff doing, going as the Poet Laureate. Poet Thank Laureate you, of San Antonio. Mm -hmm. It's yes. cool to talk to you. I love talking to people. And, uh, you know, just as I, like I was saying in that piece, this idea of connection, sometimes uh, I think we all forget that we're all human and we're all having very similar experiences and, and different mm -hmm. skin. It all looks, it, it feels a little different, but it's really quite the same in some ways and to connect and find this place where um, we agree and we have some harmony between us. It it's a beautiful thing. I've enjoyed every minute of this conversation. Great, yeah, me too. I'm so glad we, uh, we worked it out. So folks, you are listening to Poetry Spoken Here. I'm your host, Charlie Rossiter. Our featured poet is Andrea Sanderson, who performs as vocab on the local scene down there in San Antonio, where she is the Poet Laureate. And just to mention, her new book came out from Flower Song Press, and that was in 2020, so you can find that. And her music is available wherever you get music you stream it from, and her album is called She Tastes Like Music. Yeah, and the book is She Lives in Music, so they were, they were meant to be a dual project. Yeah. Beautiful. So, folks, be with us again next time to let poetry speak to you. You've been listening to Poetry Spoken Here. I'm Charlie Rossiter, inviting you to join us again next time to let poetry speak to you. Music for today's program was written and performed by Jack Rossiter Mundley. And remember, Poetry Spoken Here is more than a podcast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash poetry spoken here. Follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash poetry spoken here. For more about today's show and other Poetry Spoken Here podcasts, as well as our blog, just visit our website, poetryspokenhere.com. If you'd like to submit suggestions of poets or topics for future podcasts, you can send to our email address, poetryspokenhere at gmail.com. <laughs>